Welcome to the Transformation Church Weekly Follow-Up Podcast. Our goal is to help create context and drive conversation to learn more of what God has for us. Now, let's join our team as we get to follow up, break down, and gain deeper insight into this week's message. Yo, what's up, guys? Uh, Welcome back to a bonus episode of the Transformation Church Weekly Follow-Up Podcast. And on this bonus episode, it is myself. And uh, as you guys know, Brad Livingston, I'm the lead pastor here at TC. Um, But I got my boy with me. And some of y'all know him, some of you don't, but all of you should. And uh, man, such a good dude. Ant. Say what's what up to the people. What it do, what it do, what it do. <laughs> so, um, so, and tell them, you got Instagram, right? Your I Instagram, do, I do. Instagram, what's your Instagram handle? My Instagram handle, I, th- I think my Instagram, <laughs> I'm I'm old, y'all. I'm old, so I think my Instagram is AB underscore... No, 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 no. I'm just kidding. That, that's not right, y'all. Do not go follow that. It's BC underscore underscore Anthony. Okay. So uh, BC underscore underscore Anthony. No, that's not right either. <laughs> that's not right either. It's Anthony underscore underscore BC. There it is. That okay. is the official. You can tell how much he uses his uh, Instagram account. So. The official handle for Anthony Brown. <laughs> Anthony Brown. Uh, so Anthony underscore underscore BC and um, Ant, bro, it's good to have you back in Pensacola. Last time Come you were here, December 2017, right? 2017. Um, I I might be personally offended and a little bitter, but you know it's all good. I know. I remember when I sent you to Baton Rouge. I, I guess that's a loose term, but when I was like, "Yeah, go like this internship's gonna be dope. I'll see you in nine months." What was that? Seven years ago. That was seven, <laughs> seven, seven years, seven and a half years, God. 2012. 2012. 2012. Golly. So, uh, and for those of y'all that don't know, so Aunt, let's, let's talk about your story a little bit because yes. we're, we're in a new series called Take Your Shot, Ooh. right? And uh, how I believe uh, we know that, man, the Lord uh, has a purpose, a plan. Yeah. Uh, I think he has an assignment. Um, and sometimes it's just about saying yes Come on. to uh, to the assignment and 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 changing our thinking, right? Yeah. Because champions think differently. Come on. Right. So, um, so let's talk about your story a little bit. How did so? Let's talk about how we met because uh, I think a lot of people out there don't know your story. So that's true. So tell tell them about so <laughs> telling your story. We met. It was I think it was what uh, about what year? I I know it was uh 2000 it had to be 2011 yeah uh, 2011 uh club lit was it club. <laughs> no no um so I ended up moving to Pensacola Florida with my brother and I started going to a Baptist church unnamed we'll we'll leave the church unnamed <laughs> I went there for a couple of months had yet received the gospel. <laughs> Or salvation, come on. Um, and then my neighbors, uh, we'll leave them unnamed too, come on. <laughs> you can name them if you want to, it's fine. Okay, so uh, Tiger and Jordan, they were my neighbors, and I went to school with them, and they invited me to the youth group, Hearts of Love, and uh, they were trying to win a free trip. Yeah. 
They were in it for the money. I don't know if they cared about souls. <laughs> they don't care. They, did, they really didn't care about you at all. <laughs> they, did, they didn't care about me. I was a means to an end. <laughs> and, uh, and so uh, they invited me to the youth group. Uh, I came. First time I came, we were handing out flyers. Yeah. At um, the Walmart on Mobile Highway. For those of you that live in Pensacola, <laughs> nighttime, Mobile High, Walmart. And at the time, I wasn't even part of the church. And so... <laughs> People are like, hey, so where's this church at? And I'm like, I have, ma'am, I'm going to be honest. I don't go to this church, but I hear it's great. You should check it out. And so she looked at me weird. I didn't understand what was the problem with that, but I guess she didn't believe in helping other churches. Who knows? But, uh, and so I kept coming. I came a few Wednesdays, gave my life to the Lord, came down for an altar call. I was probably down there for about an hour and a half. Um, I don't, I don't remember why or for what. Probably you my soul. You said you remember what I preached on? Yes, you preached on heaven. Okay. In Jesus. Okay. You that's, said something Thank God. something about Jesus. And I feel like that's important. This generation's <laughs> losing that. <laughs> they're losing that. Oh man. Who yeah. knows what they're preaching on nowadays? Yeah. Okay. But uh and so we you were taking the uh the youth group to Bethany's annual Saturday conference in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Baton yep. Rouge, Baton Rouge. Shout out to Hippo Float. Follow <laughs> yeah. him at Hippo Float. <laughs> Pastor Joe. That's right. If you're listening, you're a world changer. I don't know if he's listening or not. Maybe. Maybe All he right. may be out there. But uh, and so I went did their 220i internship program. Radically set on fire, changed, and it's crazy because I went from New York City, Bronx, New York. Mm-hmm. Um, 17 years unchurched, didn't know anything. The closest thing I knew to Jesus was Jehovah Witness every Saturday morning knocking on your door, asking to come in. It's like, I'm sorry, man, we're not letting you into this house. Right, right, right. Black, black family in a hood, white lady knocking on the door, talking about coming in. Nah, not I'd, doing that. We just don't trust that. <laughs> and so, uh, and so then moved to Pensacola, Florida, finished my last year of high school, lived there by five for about a year and a half things happen and next thing you know i'm in baton rouge for the next couple of years and and it's crazy it was it was definitely life-changing it wasn't what i expected but it's what i needed and it was a whole lot more fulfilling than i would have ever thought yeah i mean i couldn't paint that picture if i tried yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And so 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 you're finishing college right now right yep my bachelor's in the science of ministerial leadership come on Come on, that's that's dope, man. So, I think the I, I you know we're we're in this series called Take Your Shot, and in this bonus episode, I was like, man, we need Ant's story because yeah. I think there's so many people, bro, that are the the either the unknown is terrifying, yeah, or saying yes, like when the Lord speaks and is like, yeah, I really want you to do this, whatever the this is, right, yeah. like, and and that faith, like that step of faith into the unknown can be terrifying. Yeah. Um, like, did you experience that at all? Like with 220i or maybe the college or whatever? Oh, absolutely. I, I feel like every step was, I was unsure in every step that I took. Um, I, I, I was wondering, you know, is this the right move to make? And yeah, yeah, there were, there was a level of peace, but there's still the reality that I don't know what's on the other side of the unknown. Hmm. But I knew who had the unknown in their hands, and that Come was on. the Lord. Yeah. And so because I trusted him, I could trust wherever he was asking me to go. And so that's so good. I would just tell anybody out there that's in a situation where they feel like they're not sure what the next step is or if they should take the next step or if they see the next step, and for them it's scary, that 
I would just take that leap of faith because no matter what happens, it's going to be worth it. And you're going to experience a level of freedom, a level of purpose that you've never felt before because you know you're in a place to where you're not trusting in your own leadership. You're not trusting in your own direction for your life, but you're trusting in what the Lord's speaking to you. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. So was there anything leading up to, you know, so I, how you got to Baton Rouge in the first place was a miracle in and of itself. Facts. So was there anything before that, that was like abundantly clear other than maybe the moment of salvation, right? Where you just knew like God was calling you in that moment. But was there anything before that, that like you knew, like you, you saw God's genuine hand move on your life or was that kind of the first time you were like, Oh snap, like God g- does genuinely want to intervene in our lives and do stuff like to get us on track for our purpose. You think that was the first time? <laughs> that's a powerful, that's a weighty question. <laughs> um, I would definitely say when it came to all that stuff with moving to Louisiana and, even moving here, it was all it was all new to me. I feel like in that moment, my heart identified with the reality of what was going on, but I didn't have the language because yeah. I was unchurched. I was I was not a part of any like Christian community before Pensacola, yeah. and so at the moment, I was absolutely convinced. Like, all right, there's a God, and I know He's moving, and I know He's doing something. But back then, all it was was all I could describe it as was a feeling, yeah. you know, yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. I remember calling my mom and telling her, cause a lot of people didn't know this, even in the internship, but I literally low key had to drop out of high school to go to the internship. Yeah. And, um, and that's because, uh, when I transferred from New York, I lost a lot of credits. And so it put me behind and I needed to do some form of summer school or some extra accreditation process to get my diploma. Yeah. But something in me was like, you have to do this internship. Yeah. And so I call up my mom. Yeah. And she's like, I, I tell her, it's like, hey, mom, I really want to do this internship. And she's like, that's so awesome, Anthony. I'm glad you want to do that. And, you know, she's just, she. Th- it's a good thing. And so she's just happy I'm not choosing to, like, be on the streets and sell drugs. Right, right, right. And so, but then she says, what about school? And I was like. Oh, snap. <laughs> and I told her, I was like, well, you know, I can get my GED or something. And she literally starts screaming on the phone. Oh, man. Not in like a hostile, like, you bet not. Just like, <laughs> just a no, Anthony, please. Like, get your diploma. Like, yeah, yeah, your yeah. oldest brother didn't get his diploma. Oh, your middle on. brother didn't get his diploma. Anthony, okay. get your diploma. And, um, and so I was just like, mom, it's not that big a deal. All this other stuff. And she was just not having it. And at this point, I moved out the house. I'm in another state. Sure, sure. I'm living my own life, you right. know. And so, and I and I don't know what came over me. I've never done this. <laughs> like, I've never feared. Like, my when it comes to my parents, like, the disciplinarian was my mom. Okay. And so, like, I was not, like, I've never done this. I've never confronted my mom in this way. I was just like, hey, I'm not asking you for permission. <laughs> First of all, I was afraid just to say that. And I just, <laughs> and I said, mom, I'm asking, will you support me if I, because I am going. Yeah. And then the entire conversation shifted. Come on. And I feel like at that moment, she understood that I was no longer the baby that she raised, Come but on. the man that I was supposed to be. Yeah. And so she said, Anthony, no matter what you do, I'm going to support you. And in that moment, because that in itself was a miracle, I knew God was doing something. Yeah. Okay. And so. 
That's what's up. That's that's my answer to the question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it was, it was, it. Was, I remember you came up to me. So we're at we're, we're in Baton Rouge. You come yeah. up to me at the conference, and you're like, they're talking about two twenty i, and you're like, yo, I think I want to go. Can we go to the orientation? Yeah. And I was like, yeah, uh, okay, you know. And there was another girl, Heather. Shout yeah. out to Heather. Come on, Heather. Um, who was who was I was. While you're telling me you want to go, I'm looking at her, telling her she needs to go. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, and it wasn't cheap. It's was like five G's. It was. Yeah, it was like five grand. So, uh, I remember, like, and so you're like, "Yo, I want to go." Now, keep in mind, like, in the back of my mind, I'm like, "Bro, we barely got you to this conference for two hundred bucks." Yes. Like, so when you yes. were like, you were like, "Let's, I want to do this." You had three months to raise five grand. Yep. I was like, "Okay." Um, okay how <laughs> yeah how, how how and so uh yeah so that was that in that in of itself was crazy but i remember and i'll never i'll never forget man i like there was like this there was this blind faith assurance that you had like i'm going to this internship like you were yes. just like, you're like i'm doing this thing yeah you know? and it was like it, it, it front and to fit it into the, like the context of what we're talking about you're like i'm taking this shot yeah like, there was nothing that was going to stand it like yes. i'm doing this yes uh and i just remember like kind of the I, I i never wanted to crush your spirit yeah so i never told you this <laughs> so, <laughs> now that now it that we're here seven now years later now that we're here seven years later i remember thinking to myself like oh my gosh how is this ever going to be possible <laughs> but at the same time like I kind of had like a thing where I was like, you know, I'm riding a faith mountaintop too yeah. at the time, you know, we're in this environment where it's like, yeah. God can do anything. So if we're going to do this, then yeah. let's do it, you know? Um, so we come back to Pensacola, yep. right? You got three months to raise five G's and no family out here and no family to ask for money from your yep. mom's is in New York. Yep. And so like, you know, it, so yeah, there was, it wasn't, you know, Heather, thank God she, she had her family here in Pensacola that yep. really helped her do those things. You were like, you were flying solo. Like we all tried to help a little bit, yep. but. And you, I'm new to the church. And you, yeah, you've been into the church like a month. So, <laughs> so like, uh, and so I remember just being like, all right, here we go. You know? And so in three months, I think you raised like, what's that? Eight, $800. <laughs> Eight hundred dollars out of five grand. Yep. So you raise eight hundred bucks out of five grand, five hundred of which came from one person. Yep. Right. So, <laughs> so technically three hundred dollars. You yeah three hundred and then the one person gave this five hundred yeah. bucks, uh, and so I remember and again this is so ingrained in my brain man because I remember so to kind of catch everybody up this is the part of the story that even you don't know other than what I've told you yeah. so I'll tell this part so it's Sunday morning it's the Sunday that you and Heather were supposed to leave to yes. go to Baton Rouge oh, I remember uh, that dreadful Sunday <laughs> so and at this point in time Anthony has come to the realization and the disappointment yep I'm not going Yes. Like, I think I missed the Lord here. Like, yep. obviously, I didn't hear correctly because it just didn't happen. And so, the same woman who gave $500 to each of y'all, wow. Miss Dana. I didn't even know that. Yeah. So, out of your 800, 500 was already from her. Yeah. That's so, crazy. So, um, so she had already given 500 to each of you. So, I pulled Miss Dana into the office on Sunday morning at church. Um, because she had given funds and it was to you, um, I had to ask her if she wanted that back because the church can't keep it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So it's like, I have to, those are designated funds. So if yeah. you're not going, then I was, my question to her was, Hey, either you can move this over to Heather yeah, 
or you can have it back, yeah. but we can't keep it because it was set aside for Anthony. Yeah. And so, or it's set aside for, uh, for Baton Rouge, the Bethany uh, 220i. So, uh, so yeah, she, I pull an office and I'm like, yeah, it looks like Anthony's, Anthony's not gonna be able to go. Just, you know, we, we didn't raise enough money for him. And so, uh, Heather's going, do you want to move that money over? And she looks me dead in my face and she's like, well, how much more money does he need? And I was like, all of it. <laughs> <laughs> the rest. <laughs> I was like, I said he raised eight hundred dollars. Uh, you know, I think I said close to a thousand is what I yeah. told her. It's like he's close to a thousand. I said he pretty much he needs like forty five hundred or more dollars because you still needed two hundred dollars to buy all the supplies. Yep. So I was yep. like, essentially, he needs like, uh, he needs like forty five hundred dollars. And she was like, okay. And she took out a checkbook and wrote a check for forty five hundred dollars and handed it to me. She's like, make sure he goes today. And so. To paint this picture for everyone else, because this is the church service is happening. Yes, I walk out of the office, check in hand, still kind of like my mind is blown right now. But then there's there's now there's what I am currently experiencing while all this is happening in the background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to be at church. You don't want you're you're upset. I'm upset. I'm not worshiping. I'm like <laughs> you're bitter, bitter hands crossed, <laughs> not praising the Lord, and then. Just get me out of here. Yeah, you you was upset. Like you was not in the right spirit. Take me back to that Baptist church. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with Baptist churches, but y'all know what I'm talking about. Yeah. So you were uh so I walk out of the office check in hand and right when I walk out of the office, my mind is still blown. Like, did this really just happen? Pastor Dan says, Brad, come up here. And he calls me up from the back of the sanctuary. I walk up to the front of the sanctuary and he says, We need to pray over the ones that are going to Baton Rouge. And he hands me the microphone. So pastor don't know this is happening. Nobody in the church knows this is happening. You don't know this is happening. Not at all. And so uh, I was like, yeah. I said, okay, Heather, come on up here. Um, And so Heather comes up there. We're getting ready to pray. And in my mind, I was like, you know what, aunt, why don't you come up here too? You can help us pray for Heather, even though you didn't raise enough. And at this moment, (laughs) I thought he was the devil. (laughs) I said, aunt, you can come up here too. And you can help us pray for Heather. Uh, cause you were going to go, but you know, and I kind of told her like, you know, aunt really tried, like you, you, you did grind for three months. Like, I did. um, it's like, we just didn't raise enough money for aunt, unfortunately. Um, and so, uh, so he wasn't going to be able to go. I was like, but somebody just wrote a check Come on, for $4,500. Come on. And I looked at you and I was like, bro, you're going to Baton Rouge and <laughs> literally in shock. <laughs> your face. I'll never forget your face. Ever. I'll never forget it, your face. It froze. It froze for a couple <laughs> seconds, and then I just began to weep <laughs> in front of hundreds of people. Hundreds of people. Uh, yeah, so you was you were freaking out. Yes. Like, yeah, like freaking out. It was crazy. Yeah, and so sure enough, man, that we went like to the dollar store, I think. Yep. Grabbed you some toothbrushes, like all the stuff you needed on your supplies list. Um, and then after that, people started to write checks and finished off Heather's uh, yeah. internship and everything like it was it was a crazy day at church it was a crazy day at church man like by the time it was all done both of y'all were paid for on Come the way on. out the door because heather was gonna have to do monthly stuff still. yep she had a down payment done yep. o- over half and then they're gonna and like by the time it was all said and done like everyone was paid for and that was it was so Come so on. dope man uh and it was just such a crazy experience and i, I don't think number one and there's so many people in our church that are just young in the faith yeah like they got saved at tc and that's awesome yeah uh, i think because of that there's just not enough track history 
to see how God can sovereignly move on situations. Like when yeah. he calls you to something yeah. and you say yes, like God has no shortage of resources. Come he on. has shortage of people saying yes. Come on. And he'll give resources Come on. to the people he's called to something. Come on. He just needs people to start saying yes. He's preaching now. Come so, on. <laughs> so, and so that's your story, man. Like you said, you said yes. When it didn't make sense to even me. Yep. <laughs> Don't, the pastor, y'all. The pastor didn't believe. So I was still, I was a youth pastor. Yeah, I had gr- <laughs> there was grace. I, I wasn't There's there levels yet. to this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, man, that was that. It's it was just a testimony to like, yeah. man, when God calls you to something, and I think it's I think it's important. Like your story is so powerful, man. I mean, you were living on couches. You lived with me and Ashley for yep. a while. Um, yep. you know, I consider you one of my spiritual sons. Come on. Uh, and you even text me on father. You text me on father's day every yep. year. Yeah. Facts. <laughs> so, um, but man, like consider you one of my spiritual sons. You crashed with me for a while, crashed with the family in the church for a while to, to get. And, and I think there's just something so powerful about, uh, just when you say yes, man, Yeah. like when you're willing to take the shot people can doubt you yeah situations don't have to look right nothing it can look like nothing is lining up for yeah. what god has said he wants to do in your life yeah but none of those things stop yeah what he ultimately like there's nothing that can stop what god wants to do for people that'll just say yeah like come on say yes you know yeah and i feel like i know one thing and this is this is a part of the story that little to no one knows and i feel like a lot of times people are afraid to take a step is because they're not in real relationship with the Lord. And so they're not confident in his sending because they don't have no relationship. There's no depth to like what they're hearing. And when I moved out, so, you know, I eventually moved out cause my brother moved to Jacksonville, Florida and I knew I didn't want to live there and I didn't want to go back to New York. And that's when our neighbors, um, the deans took me in, um, that go to the church. They took me in and let me stay with them for a couple months but for like the first three months every single night i stayed up late and spent time with the lord crying like literally crying in my bed every night Mm. and um and it wasn't like tears of sorrow it was like me being in fellowship now this is me barely saved newly saved 17 years old 17 years old newly saved don't have any context don't have christianese don't have christian vocabulary just raw me and the lord talking every single night and i remember one thing he told me and i didn't even have the vocabulary to understand the statement and he says this generation lacks the fear of the lord and i'm just like first of all i don't even know what that means okay <laughs> but i'm just up here crying trying not to wake up tiger and, uh, yeah, that's and right. jordan that's yeah. right next to me yeah. and um and it was from that place that I was able to hear him say go. And and that's so important for people to know. It's You just can't hop in and expect to hear him say go if you're not in a relationship. Come on, man. Come Don't on. shoot your shot without a ball. Man, listen. Say, yeah. <laughs> say, listen. Listen. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. Because everybody, you know, every, first of all, first, first of all, folks, when you read your Bible and you read David and Goliath, you're not David. Okay. You're the <laughs> Israelites on. that are huddled behind the rock. Come on. Terrified. Like, Come on. Jesus is David. Come on. But even even in the scenario, like, that, that when you want to take your shot, like, everybody wants to kill giants, but everyone underestimates what it means to pray in the field. Come on. Everybody, you know, nobody wants to kill their own personal tigers and bears or lions and bears. Come on. But they want to slay giants. And it's like, man, listen, there's something to what you just talked about where it's like, 
man, you got to be in the field. You got to, you've got to plow the field. You've got to acknowledge the anointing. You've got to go to say, well, you got to, and then you've got to be ready to kill your personal bears. You know, what are the things that you got in your own personal life? You're not willing to kill off your pornography, your drug addiction, your bitterness, your unforgiveness. You still going to have that, but you want to try to kill giants. Hello. And it's like, (laughs) so like, man, like what you're talking about is spending time with the Lord and letting him refine you. And you didn't even know what was happening. I did it. I mean, essentially what he was doing is, in my opinion, he was doing an an expedited discipleship (laughs) program in your heart where he's like 2 Corinthians 5, 17, like all things becoming new. Come on. I think in a, in a, you know, one month, two month time frame, he probably did what usually takes people two years. Yeah. But he was just breaking you over and over again. Come and on. you were David in the field. You know what I'm saying? On. He was killing off the bears and killing off the lions and, and teaching you how to guard the, the, you know, the pasture of your own life. Yeah. So that when he anointed you and when it came time for essentially for him to kill the giants for you. Yeah. You were already in that spiritual place to, to be in tune with what Come he was on. saying. So, yeah. It, it was a crazy ride. It's dope though. I started from the bottom. Now we here. <laughs> <laughs> so, man, that's awesome, bro. I, I'm man. I've told you before, but I'm super proud of you. So, I mean, you know, obviously this is it's 100 the Lord. Yeah. But it still takes people saying yes, and yeah. that's what I hope everyone out there listening is like. Listen, you may not be good at the things that the Lord is calling you to. He didn't call you to be good at it. He called you to do it. Come on. He can make you good at it. You just got to do it. Like he's um, preaching. <laughs> so, um, you know, he whatever he's calling you to, it may be. It, matter of fact, I'll dare say it's always uncomfortable. Like yeah, the Lord never calls us to comfortable places. Like you, let's roll through the New Testament. Look at John. Look at Peter. Look at Paul. Look at Jesus. Yeah, like there's comfort. Christianity is a is a falsehood, man. Yep. So, um, I think he always calls us to be in a place of uncomfortability because yep. the minute we say we can't do it is the minute we have to rely on Christ, and yep. God is in a constant state of doing that yep. and making us rely on Jesus. Come on, I remember uh, the first time. It's so crazy how you said, you know, he doesn't call us to be good; he calls us to do, and he makes us good. And you know, doing youth ministry, being a youth pastor, of course, like you speak to lots of students and, 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 and you preach and stuff like that. But starting off, I was absolutely terrible. I'm talking like, I remember my first club where we would go into high schools and middle schools and hand out pizza and granola bars and preach the gospel. The, it was the first time I shared my overseer for the school I was going to, uh, Hashtag Kenneth Vermal. Come on, we putting names out there. No, no, Kenneth, he, uh, amazing man of God. He, but he had to do what he had to do. So I'm up there speaking to the students and let's just say whatever I was saying wasn't making sense and it was absolutely terrible. (laughs) And about three and a half minutes in, my forehead sweating, hands shaking, not knowing what I'm saying. He comes up and stops me in front of all the students and says, hey, I'm going to finish this. <laughs> Talking about getting shot down. He shot his shot at me. Yeah. And, uh, and so, but now, you know, I consistently speak and communicate to students, but I started off absolutely terrible. Come on, man. It's and like, so, yeah. you, you don't start off good. You start off. Nobody starts off good. <laughs> Come yeah. on. Yeah, that's what, matter of fact, we're talking about, you know, the, the, the message for Sunday, you know, is, is dealing with this idea of uh, what you practice in private is what you perfect in public. Come you know on. What I'm saying it's like, come on. Um, so it, it's just practicing like, and putting in and saying, yes, putting in the work, you know, doing the reps essentially. Um, and as long as you're doing the reps, as long as you're saying yes to the Lord, as long as you'll be obedient to the call, um, it, times of uncomfortability times, yeah. you know, like whatever, 
it, it, when we're saying yes and we're in tune with what God is doing, then we're putting ourselves in the right position Come on. to fulfill the purpose. And ultimately, it, we're always going to need God to fulfill our purpose. Yeah. Like, let's not kid ourselves. We're never going to be good enough. We're Come never going to practice enough that we can do this without the anointing or the Holy Spirit. Come on. But as we put in the work, yes. then we are plowing the fields for what God wants to harvest in our life, Come on. that purpose. And so um, that's what's key, you know. Preach. So it's good, man. Come on. Brother, I love you, man. I love you too. So I'm glad that you got to come on with us and, and share your story. Come on. There it is. From, the, from New York. Anthony underscore underscore BC. <laughs> BC. That's the official. <laughs> if you want to find him on Instagram. <laughs> so I don't post a lot, so I don't expect much. No, no, no. But you can catch him there if you want to if uh if uh, you want to shoot him a, a DM. I guess Come you got on. your DMs turned yeah, on. Yeah, so no, if, yeah, if any part of his story is something that you appreciate or you just want to encourage him or or if you got a question for him. Uh man, you can you can do that. Ladies is taken. Don't bother. Come on, uh, preach. So, <laughs> so no, nah, it's uh, it's good to have you on, bro. Come I on. love you. I'm proud of you. I'm excited at what the Lord is doing in your life and and all you listeners out there. I hope and I hope some of this encourages you. Maybe you're in a position where the Lord is is telling you to go and you lack the faith, um, or uh, you just don't know. You you think you're hearing right, but you know, you're afraid to put that foot forward, uh, man, hear this story of the testimony of God's goodness and how his grace isn't just built to save us, but it's built to carry us Come on. Um, and how he'll carry you into the purpose and the destiny and the fulfillment that he has for you. You just got to say yes Come on. and take your shot. Say, say yes. <laughs> so, Shoot your shot. All right, guys. Say, hey, listen, we love you and we'll see you guys uh, next week for another week, another sermon, another follow-up podcast, and maybe a couple more of these bonus episodes. Thanks for tuning in to the Transformation Church weekly follow-up podcast. It would mean so much to us if you would subscribe, like, and review on iTunes. You get double points if you show us love by sharing it with your friends. Don't forget, you can follow Pastor Justin and Pastor Brad on Instagram and Twitter at Justin Oswald underscore and at Brad Livingston underscore. You can tweet them your questions and comments or email them to us at followup at transformationchurch.com. For more info on Transformation Church, visit us online at transformationchurch.com and on Instagram and Facebook at Transformation Pensacola. We'll be here next week where we will help create context and drive conversation to learn more of what God has for us.